5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Doing it live. Do it live. Do it live. That's right. Live and in color today. All of the screw-ups are legit. There's no uh, backing track playing underneath this uh, concert performance here today. Uh, the uh, ref, uh, Philip Pilkington, in the house. What's Phil, up? Philip, how's it going? Everything good? It's pretty good. It's Friday. You know, Always good when it's a Friday. Unfortunately, no, no pirate football tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. It's too bad. TGIF, though. Yeah, my wife was asking me today, uh, and by the way, uh, boys, 11 years ago, a couple miles from here is when I went on my first date with my wife, 11 years ago. Hard to believe. Happy I say boy. anniversary to your uh, yeah, it's to kind your of dating an anniversary world, source. I should say. Yeah, yeah. My last date, if you think about it, in a lot of ways. Well, last but, first uh, date. Right, last first date. Thank you, Philip. That's why you're here. Done a great job this week, by the way. Uh, I say guys because, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the star of the On the Prowl podcast uh, who was uh, involved last spring, I think it was, with us, and uh, is uh, now uh, now a podcasting star. Let's just face it. Uh, KC is here. KC, what's up? He walked in the other room to keep doing homework. After he requested the song, made me play what song he wanted, he has now walked in the other room and left us. You're joking me. No. I, I don't see him, so yes. What the heck? What Can't is that bring about? this guy anywhere. You so he that was why you played that hideous song. Yep, I told him he could pick the song. That was his one job for the day. Mm. He did a horrible job and then and then walked out and is sitting in your studio. By the way, oh right is now, that right? Doing homework. Okay, all right. Well, um, all right. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Um, that's okay. Could be worse, right? Could be worse. It could. Uh, the uh, let's see here. The um. Uh, the Radiothon today, and it's been quite a day, and it's been another great uh, kind of uh, uh, Greenville showing up and showing out kind of day. Uh, so we had our Operation Santa Claus Radiothon. IBX Media does this every year, Greenville Fire and Rescue, the Salvation Army. Basically, uh, you you know, we would collect uh, new or, or gently worn coats. Bowen Cleaners dry cleans the worn coats, and then we give them uh, out to people in need uh, through the Salvation Army and Greenville Fire and Rescue. Um, and then, 
you know, people, they, we got a bunch of toys brought to us today. You know what I mean? And we raised, and my wife and I kind of kicked it off this morning with a, a modest donation, but uh, no amount is too small. Uh, but uh, $52,400 is the total for today for the Operation Santa Claus Radiothon. Now, here's what you got to think about. We did three less hours at Great Harvest because last year they were not open or they were open uh, till six. So we were, we had three more hours, right? Which meant you had the Tom Lamprack show out there. Uh, so, I mean, that, that's a, that's a popular show that drives a lot of traffic. We had something last year with Henry on the phone, encouraging people in our shows, the top show in this time slot. So, I mean, we did a lot of stuff like that where we, you know, got people fired up. So we probably would have topped last year's numbers had had we had that extra three hours and plus had the, the drive time strength of our two shows that are live in these hours, mine and, and Lamprecht's show. But, I mean, 52-4 is nothing to sneeze at. So thank you, Greenville. God bless you. And, uh, look, uh, we'll have more numbers on that with the uh, our colleague Craig Woolard and that uh, Christmas concert that will be going on in uh, – on the 21st, the Tuesday before Christmas. So uh, that'll that'll be some more money that'll go to that to that cause. But the cool thing about this is, and I mean, it's, it's hard to believe in this day and age this would be the case. But, I mean, you know, there's still kids and, and families, particularly in the East, that don't have, you know, it's a struggle maybe to pay the bill, especially with what has happened in this country with inflation and, and the way that the people in charge have propelled us into inflation. You know, essentially what you're looking at is people this this winter are going to have a hard time paying their heating bills. And, you know, that, that can mean a skimpy or no Christmas for kids. Yeah, I, I think the average person probably hears that and they think, well, that's... But no, it, it's it's a greater need than what you probably realize. So kudos to Greenville. I, I was talking to Coach Dooley. He came out. Thanks to Coach Dooley for coming out. The great uh, mayor of Greenville, P.J. Conley, was out. Uh, our guy McGee on sports popped by. He was in a tie. He looked like he was actually going to court. But uh, I kid. But he um, he was very uh, Natalie attired. Mike Houston came out. Big contribution from him. So it's just just an awesome day. Uh, we have East Carolina basketball tomorrow, Philip. You said there's no football. Uh, there's going to be bowl practice. So our microphones will be there for the post-media scrum for bowl practice, and then we've got a doubleheader in hoops tomorrow inside Minji's Coliseum. Uh, the women play at noon. Philip, look up real quick. Google who they play, if you don't mind. And then the men will play at 3 o'clock against Gardner-Webb, coached by former ECU assistant Tim Kraft. Uh, that is a 3 o'clock uh, tip-off, 2.30 here on 94.3 The Game and 107.9 WNCT. But really, uh, tomorrow it would be great if you made it out to the game. I, it's you know this is a very solid Gardner Webb team that ECU is playing. So if you could make it out tomorrow and uh, cheer the Pirates on, it's a good time of day for a game. You'll get out, can make your dinner plans, and go do what you want to do in the evening. Uh, but uh, yeah, that that'd be really cool if uh, we could have a good crowd. If you can't make it out to the arena and you can't listen on one of our radio stations, uh, we'll have it for you on ESPN Plus. Cy Seymour and I will at three. Uh, who are the women playing tomorrow, Philip? Do you know? Towson, who I believe is Towson. like six and one. 
Yeah, Towson. I was gonna say Towson's got a good women's program. I know their men's coach uh, Pat Skiri fairly well. Uh, we have a, a good mutual friend, and so I know Pat a little bit. But uh, uh, yeah, that, their women's program is pretty solid. So that's gonna be a tough one tomorrow. Don't quote the, me uh, on this, but I believe their only loss is at state. Like state's like number five. No, look, that's NC State. As much as it pains me to say, he's got a good women's program. Men's program, not so much. Not so much. Kevin Keats is a winner, though. I like Kevin Keats, so I, I shouldn't. It, it's the fans, really, that just irk me. Those NC State fans. Uh, tomorrow, also, and you've got this uh, queued up and ready to go, is the uh, American Championship uh, game. Houston and Cincinnati. And you played some cuts on that uh, Tuesday, did you not? That is correct. Yeah. Uh, what time is the game tomorrow? Is it uh, – let me see here. Is 8 o'clock. Oh, late window. 8 o'clock. No, is it? No, 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 it's not. It's not. I'm misreading that. Let me see here. Bobby, see, I think, baby, I'm baby, pretty baby. sure it's the middle window, like 4. It is 4. You're exactly right. It is actually the lead-in to the ACC game in Charlotte where they – I kid you not, uh, Ref, they are excited in Charlotte because they have sold out a section or two. Not the stadium, a section or two of Wake Forest and Pitt. There is, I, I swear to you, there is palpable excitement in Charlotte from the ACC people and from the Wake Forest people because they sold out a section. Do you know what I'm saying when I say a section, Philip? Yes, I do. Like a section of seats in the lower deck are sold out. So it's like 200 seats. Yeah, they're excited that there's no seats in that section. Can you believe that? I, honestly, yes, I can. With it, with those two fo- following football following out of those yeah. two programs, yeah, I mean, I can I can see it. I mean, look, Wake games, it's the opponent that fills 60% of the stadiums sometimes. 70% of the stadiums. Just like Panther uh, games. Yeah, well, that's true. Wait a minute. Wait, not there Pitt Panther. Go. And it probably right. Pitt Panther as well, but I was talking about the home team at Bank of America yes. State and the Carolina Panthers. I, I, I was picking up what you were putting down. Um, so they're excited. They've sold it. I, and I kid you not, this is not me be, being funny. This is, I mean, I talked to a Wake Forest person uh, a little bit ago and they were very excited about sections. They're like, Oh, we've sold some sections out. Not the, not the lower bowl, not the stadium sections, sections. Um, a lot of people will be dressed as empty seats at that one tomorrow. Anyway, the game at 4 o'clock at Cincinnati. And, you know, the thing I think is, are you a big-time conference if you're playing in the opponent's field? And would you rather have a full stadium full of rabid Cincinnati fans tomorrow? Or, I mean, I don't even know where the American could play their game. I mean, Birmingham maybe, but you can't really do that anymore. Because the UAB is about to be part of the league. I mean, play at the Liberty Bowl. But that place is antiquated. It's old. What about Nashville? It's kind of centrally located. I, I guess it's airport. centrally located, but I mean, it might work with the Cincinnati fans. But I mean, let's say it was Tulsa in this. You think their fans are going to travel to Nashville? I don't. I mean, the MAC is in Detroit, which is, I guess, centrally yeah, and, located and, there. If that small of a conference can have an NFL venue, the American should be well, able to have an NFL venue. Okay. I get where you're coming from. 
But here's what I'll ask you to do tomorrow during the MAC game. And the MAC game, the Maction game comes on at noon in Detroit, okay? I want you to look at that and see how many people are truly in the stands. I don't even know who's in the game. Could be two Michigan schools. So, I mean, there's your first problem. We don't know who's in the game. And, I mean, what if it's Buffalo and Ohio? Ohio's probably a bad selection there. But whoever the hell's in that league? You think they're going to sell out sections? Kent State and Northern Illinois. Okay. You think they're going to – so you're saying there'll be as many people there as there would be for a Lions game tomorrow? Uh, No, I mean, the Lions are struggling, but I don't know if they're struggling that bad now. Right. So what is the Mac gain out of being in Detroit, of all places, to play this? When you, I mean, look, you'll put it on the Cincinnati game tomorrow, and there will be a rabid, enthusiastic crowd there. And if Houston's any good, they can go in and rip the heart out of the uh, Cincinnati Bearcat fan. I mean, that to me, I'd rather, that looks better on TV than what you're going to see tomorrow at noon on the Mac in Detroit, what you're going to see. And there's only one, maybe two, that sell this thing out. And you know who they are, don't you? It's going to be the SEC and in the Big Ten. It's going to be the SEC and I guess the Big Ten, yeah. I guess the Big Ten. Maybe the Big 12, maybe, just because Dallas is right there kind of in the heart of both those teams. Yeah, maybe the Big – yeah, I could see them packing them in in Dallas. But there's probably years they wouldn't, not not in Jerry's world. But anyway, this was Dana Holgerson, one of the great skullets uh, of all time saying it's not not fair they're having to play on the road. Here we go. Dana Holgerson griping about this earlier in the week. Oh, it's no different than any other game uh, that you got to play on the road. We've, we've been pretty good on the road, uh, you know, this year. Uh, you know, we got an older team, veteran team that knows how to travel. Uh, we got to do things a little bit different uh, with how we travel based on this being postseason. But it's it's a it's. A, a great opportunity it's it's we're really looking forward to the being able to compete with such a great team at their place uh you know the other five leagues they all have neutral sites i mean i, I wish it was a neutral site I, if that game was played here in houston i think they would say the same thing uh you'd rather a neutral site as opposed to going and being the the visiting team uh, especially when both teams are eight no but that's neither here nor there i mean that that's the cards that were dealt we're good with that uh, we have our plan with what the schedule is this week. Uh, our players are familiar with Cincinnati. They know uh, they know how challenging it is there. They know how good they are there. But guess what? They're pretty good on the road too, right? So by the time you line up and you and you play, I don't know. Uh, just we can embrace that. We can go. I think our older team will be able to handle that just fine. Wow! There you go. So he by, he was saying he was fine with it, but he's not fine with it, right? And he's let's, accepting. Let's, I mean, he's not fine with it, but he is accepting of it, and he's right, not going to so pout let's about just, it. And I think what he was saying there, we played in Houston, is that they're the home team. But let's just say it's a neutral site in Houston. It, you would play it at uh, NRG Stadium, right? If it were a neutral site in Houston. I mean, that wouldn't be the worst thing to ever happen, I guess. But that would still be like a home game for Houston. True. Uh, let's uh, – we'll, we'll do a pirate report. Um I was going to work that whole thing in here, but then I, we got Chris Hughes. I want to spend a lot of time with him on the uh, on the college or on the high school football. Huge game tonight here on 94.3 The Game. 
uh, as it'll be uh, Rose playing for a chance to go to the state championship game in 3A. And the Rampants will host Jacksonville. You'll hear that right here at 730. Of course, uh, plenty of time to head out and get a ticket and watch uh, really what should be a great football game tonight. Uh, the Rose Rampants and the Jacksonville Cardinals, conference mates, playing one another. Uh, and you'll hear it here on 94.3, the game. So I want to give Chris Hughes, uh, formerly Carolina Preps, or I guess still is, but also does that stuff now at the Charlotte News and Observer from the prep side, uh, the guru of uh, scholastic football. Um, let's, uh, I tell you what, why don't we, we'll, we'll do him at the bottom of the hour. So I'll, we'll shoot him a message, just let him know we'll get him here in about uh, 15 minutes or so. Uh, let's, uh, let's grab a break and go into break, uh, last family four pack of tickets to the ECU Gardner web game tomorrow. If you're caller five, you'll win it at two, five, two, five, six, one game, two, five, two, five, six, one, four, two, six, three. We'll arrange to get you the tickets, probably have them at will call for you tomorrow. Uh, so it'll be right there for you to pick up and I'm sure you got to bring an ID and all that, you know, the drill. Uh, so caller five will win tickets to the Gardner Webb ECU game tomorrow at 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. Be kind to Philip; He'll be good to you. And when we come back, our daily pirate report here on the flagship of the Pirates, 94.3 The Game. And Pirates, later. Panthers, good baby, very good. The P-Man. This is Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. I'm in the studio with my friend Sproul Alexander, who is the Senior Vice President for Town Insurance. And Sproul, people keep coming to Town Insurance. Tell us why. Henry, it's really simple. It's because of our insurance knowledge, our product choices, our ability to service our clients, and our community involvement. That's true. We see town insurance everywhere. But now let's talk about the choices. What kind of choices are there? What kind of insurance do you handle for people? Our choices are endless. No matter what kind of insurance that you may need, we can handle it for you. And we're talking about business. We're talking about health insurance. We're talking about home and auto, the whole gamut. Yes, sir. All right. So, folks, come to town. That's town insurance. And uh, tell us the telephone number they can reach you. 252-756-8300. And the website? Towninsurance.com. Town with an E. Got to put that E on the town. Folks, now is the time to come to town. Town insurance. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh. She's doing great. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? <sighs> great job, honey. Oh. oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. <sighs> Here is your ice-cold Pepsi Zero Sugar, sir. Oh, thanks. Want to watch the game? Ooh, little sports ball on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Hey, did we win? I, it, it sounds like we won. It's still the first quarter. I must be lucky. People say that about me. Tough break on that free throw there. Shouldn't be doing that. Dude, we're watching football. Come on. For everyone who spent the entire game explaining the entire game, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. <sighs> 
This year, U.S. Cellular's making a big deal out of the holidays. You can choose any phone from any brand free. That's right, any phone you see in our store is free. And get unlimited data for our best price of the season. Just $30 a month per line with four lines. Feel the locally grown joy from U.S. Cellular, America's locally grown wireless. Limited time offer. Terms apply. See uscellular.com for details. Now that life is returning to normal, we've found a lot of good things that came from the pandemic. One of them is not having to go to the wireless store anymore. The Cellular Warehouse team has been in the business of delivering phones to your home and office for 20 years. People found out about our free delivery service and they love the ease of getting a new phone, tablet, or hotspot. Call Toby Williams today at 252-799-7051 so you can start experiencing the joy of never going to a wireless store again. 252-799-7051. Cellular Warehouse, your local U.S. Cellular authorized agent. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All right, uh, give me a lot of runway here, ref, on the uh, bed because uh, we got to present today our... Interbanks Media Pirate Partners bringing you the Pirate Report. Trans Impact, experts at FedEx and UPS bulk rate negotiation. We fix what you can't see. Caribsea Restaurant in Emerald Isle. The exceptional steak, locally sourced seafood, and delicious signature cocktails. Fantastic Sam's, cut in color. Eastern North Carolina Fantastic Sam's are locally owned and operated to make you look great. Moore's Old Time Barbecue Chicken and Seafood. Bring the whole family or great food. If it's not Moore's, it's less. All right. Uh, congratulations, Jason in Greenville. Jason Bunch was our winner of the uh, family four-pack of uh, Pirate Hoops tickets. My buddy Randy um, lives over in Joko. Johnston County is coming uh, down tomorrow. I got him and his, I guess his son a couple tickets to the game. He's a Gardner-Webb guy. But, I mean, I figured, you know, he'd be there and he's not going to be a maniac or anything. So that's that's cool to get him a couple ducats, right? That's acceptable. That is, as long as he doesn't act like a maniac. I mean, I have a few no, friends no, be that I would uh, yeah. not send to an opposing team's game on, on okay. saying that I sent them there. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. All right, Pirate Basketball tomorrow, East Carolina playing Gardner-Webb uh, as they will uh, match up in uh, Greenville. Pirates picked up six wins in November. They'll look to extend their home winning streak. As they host GWU, tip off at three tomorrow. Pirates with a uh, tight defensive victory, 63-62 over ODU on Tuesday. And that puts East Carolina at 5-0 and in Greenville on the season. Uh, Vance Jackson, big night there, 21 points in that uh, victory. Let's start with that cut, and that is Vance Jackson's play. This is cut five, and... You know, I asked Coach Dooley about kind of Vance being a little more involved. It just wasn't they shot the ball well. He got six rebounds, and he seemed to be a little more into the game. Cut five. The ball going in the basket should dictate your energy level. As a team, it was an individual. I mean, we've all been in those games where you can't make a shot, but you can still win the game to the guard. And that's, you know, I thought he was engaged in all aspects the other day. And uh, that was kind of a bigger message that Coach has had with his team about bringing energy to the table. If you played four years in college, the maximum games you could play is 160. 31 regular season, probably three in the conference tournament, and this is if you play in the national championship game every year because it's six games to get to the national championship game. It's 160 days of your life. How could you not be excited? 
You know, that's the thing. I think the Pirates have not dealt well with prosperity. And I think, uh, look, they had zero energy against Coppin State. They were lucky to win that game. But, you know, the the like the fans got into it, the student section in particular tomorrow. I, I hope the students are around and will kind of get into it. Because it's just, to me, it's one of those things, you know, that, that building is good when it's good. But it's, the way it is constructed, if it's not, it could be cavernous if there's no energy in the building. So I mean, let's just hope tomorrow there's some energy in the building. The fans are kind of fired up. Uh, we saw Marlon Lester, and uh, he's the great uh, prospect out of Canada. And uh, I, I observed to Coach Dooley when I spoke to him a little earlier today. I said, you know, to me, Marlon Lester looked like, from a physical standpoint, maybe you believe this too, Philip. I don't know. But he looked to me like a guy that belonged out there on the floor. And this is what uh, Coach Dooley had to say about that. He does belong. He, Patrick, he does belong. He's just really young. He should be a senior in high school. Um, he, you know, he didn't get here till August and he was quarantined and that, you know, in Canada, like, you know, he couldn't get to the gym every day. So he's still working towards getting in shape. He's very coachable. He wants to be good. He wants to please. He's a terrific kid. Look, I, I'm not saying that he should be getting a ton of minutes because he could dominate, but I mean, I'm, I'm talking physically skill set wise, raw skill set. Pilk, do you? I mean, to me, he didn't look out of place out there. He didn't look like a freshman that was. I mean, he looked nervous because it was his first, you know, real live fire action. But I mean, as far as like the skill set and the talent and the body, he belonged out there the other day. I thought. I agree, and he played phenomenally defensively, and you know that can never be overstated. You know what packs in basketball? Mm-hmm. Uh, defense and rebounding. Yep. That packs. You can take that with you anywhere and win games. Uh, this has uh, been something that's been a little bit of a bugaboo of the Pirates, and that is when they, you know, everybody made a big deal. And they Look, they, they took the shot that the ODU zone gave them. That was the three-point hit. They knocked it in, and this is Coach Dooley talking about, uh, look, when we did the last two games, when we have worked it in the paint or got it close in, we have not shot it well. I don't know what it is, but this is Coach with some of those numbers. 21 for 53 on paint shots the last two games. 16 for 35 in the restricted circle. So those are numbers that need to be fixed that that could create some more separation. I mean, that's that's very true. If, if the Pirates are doing that, then you've got to think to yourself, you know, like, they had a 10-point lead. You get the ball in there, you can grow that lead by doing that. It becomes demoralizing. You know, free throws is another way to do it. And ECU had to shot the free throws very well. All right, uh, quick scout on Gardner-Webb, courtesy of uh, Coach Dooley. Kid Williams, the number four, is a really good player, very efficient, really good shooter, downhill driver. The kid, uh, Reed, is leading the nation in field goal percentage. They've got a good solid team, good team. Appreciate Coach Dooley coming out today to our Operation Santa Claus Radiothon. In case you didn't uh, hear us at the beginning of the show, that raised over $52,000 today to go towards, uh, go towards toys uh, for kids that uh, – you know, might not have a great Christmas, but now they will. So incredible generosity. We have some more money to raise uh, later in the uh, month with uh, our Christmas concert with uh, Craig Woolard and company. Craig Woolard and the Embers on the 21st. Uh, all right. Uh, Coach Houston was out there today as well at Great Harvest Bread Company. This is uh, Coach uh, Cut 7 on the Vast Soundbite roster talking about uh, yesterday after it was announced that he got his uh, extension 
uh, to 2026, what the goals are for the future, not being satisfied with uh, how far we've come at this point. Well, I mean, that's, it's what I've, I talked to the team about uh, last Saturday with the bowl bid. Uh, it's what I just referenced to them a few minutes ago, too. And, um, you know, we're 7-5, and five, we're 5-3. and three. We've had a great regular season. That's fantastic. Okay, but that's, you know, we have unfinished business this, this year. You know, we've got a big bowl game on the 27th. We've got to get ready for that. You know, our goal is to go to, uh, go to Annapolis and come back with a win. Um, but even for our program, you know, it's one year is fantastic. This is a big year for our program. But, you know, I, this is not the ceiling. Uh, for our program. I think that when I came here, I, I talked about what we wanted to achieve. We wanted to build a program that's going to compete for championships. We want to build a program that's going to be one of the top programs in the country. Uh, and those goals have never changed. Uh, it's just, you know, they don't happen overnight. You don't, you don't microwave a program like that. You know, it takes some time to, to put it together. Um, and, you know, we're obviously headed in that direction, but um, I'm excited about our future because I'm excited about the, the players uh, that we have in the roster that we'll be back next year, uh, the players that we'll be back the year after that, and the year after that. And I'm excited about our recruits that we have committed. Uh, I really, really like this class that's coming in that uh, will sign with us in about a week and a half. Um, so, you know, the, the program, you know, for us, you know, our internal expectations are going to continue to, to push, the, push the bar higher and higher. Uh, so that's uh, today's Pirate Report. Hey, the guru of prep football, Chris Hughes, is up next, and we've got uh, Rose football coming your way tonight against Jacksonville. So we're going to go ahead and uh, have uh, Philip update you on what's going on and then uh, hit a break, come back, have Chris Hughes uh, for the uh, balance of the next half hour. Not only will we talk uh, Rose, Jacksonville, but also some of the other games going on and uh, get his picks for who will appear next week at the state championship game. All of that after this from uh, our guy, the ref, Philip Pilkington. What you got for us, Philip? Philip Pilkington here with your 94-3 The Game Sports update. Some notable players have been listed out for this week in the NFL. Those include Daniel Jones, DeAndre Swift, Landon Collins, Debo Samuel, and J.D. McKissick. In the NFL, the Blazers have fired GM Neil Osley. And Sun set a franchise record by winning 18 straight ball games last night. The Grizzlies set an NBA record by beating the Thunder by 73 points. That ties United States American major professional sports record of a 73-point win. And on to college hoop. Hoops, Mark Tungeon, the coach of Maryland basketball, has stepped down. A couple of noted college college basketball games tonight as Jaden Gardner will get his first ACC action as Virginia hosts Pitt. Also, South Florida hosts South Carolina State, Houston hosts Bryant, and Tulsa goes to Boise State. In college football, there are two championships going on tonight as Western Kentucky goes to UTSA for the Conference USA title game. Western Kentucky is favored by three and a half. Also, the Pac-12 championship game is happening in Las Vegas as number 17 Oregon plays number or sorry number 10 Oregon plays number 17 Utah at a chance to go to the Rose Bowl. Notre Dame has announced that they will promote defensive coordinator Marcus Freeman to be their next head coach. The Hero Challenge in golf, Hero World Challenge in golf is going on as Bryson DeChambeau is on top of the leaderboard at 11 under. There are three players tied at 10 under. Those are Colin Morikawa, Tony Finau, and Brooks Kepka. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports update. More with the P-Man after this timeout. Eastern North Carolina's home for the Adam Gold Show. 
Come on in. Weekdays at noon, right here on Eastern Carolina's home for sports. I love sports. And the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Moore's Old Time Barbecue. Crafted barbecue with our secret family recipes for generations. We've also learned a few of our customers' secrets, like the one who tries to pass our family recipes off as their own. I'm a barbecue master. Sure, hun. A master. Your secret's safe with us. Let Moore's cater your event or holiday party. View our menu or request catering at moorsoldtimebbq.com. Moore's Old Time Barbecue, where families come together. If it's not Moore's, it's less. WorldCat, the world's largest powered catamaran boat builder, is hiring at their Tarboro and Greenville locations. If you enjoy a challenging career opportunity, producing a top-quality product, then a career with WorldCat may be for you. No experiences required. However, anyone with carpentry skills or auto body detailing skills are highly encouraged to apply. Send your resume to careers at worldcat.com. That's careers at worldcat.com or go to worldcat.com forward slash careers. Finally, we're back to traveling for the holiday season. Save time, fly local at flypgv.com. Whether you're flying to see family or having a family vacation, Pitt Greenville Airport and American Airlines can get you to Charlotte, then anywhere on the map. Save holiday time by parking right at the PGV terminal. Save time with short lines and ticketing and security. Save time by not driving an hour and a half to a big city airport. Check out the competitive rates offered at aa.com and support your local Pitt Greenville Airport this holiday season. Finally, Greenville has a new P.T.'s Grill. P.T.'s Old Fashioned Grill is open on Greenville Boulevard across from Ashley Furniture. With burgers, fries, chicken sandwiches, salads, even two vegan burgers. P.T.'s Old Fashioned Grill uses fresh, never-frozen beef and chicken, plus their famous hand-cut fries are prepared daily for each meal. They also have hand-squeezed lemonade and local beers on tap. For lunch or dinner, check out P.T.'s Old Fashioned Grill on Greenville Boulevard in Greenville, and you'll understand what all the excitement is about. Happy hours are always a swashbuckling good time with the P-Man. Happy hour for me never starts till after five. Me either. This is only number three. Let's get back to the Patrick Johnson Show here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Tonight, join Croft and coach Ronald Vincent. J.H. Rose in Jacksonville in the 3A Eastern Final. 7.30 kickoff here at here on 94.3 The Game. Coverage of the Rampants in the Eastern Regional Final of the 3A class is brought to you by the law firm of Hardy, Massey, and Blodgett, Sam Pollard and Sun Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing, Stadium Sports, Caraway Office Solutions, Bowman Pageant and Associates Dentists, and First Bank. Big night in high school football as... Uh, the regional finals will be played tonight whenever we need to uh, get a, a the, the real deal here on what's going on in high school uh, football and uh, high school sports around uh, the state. Uh, the only guy we can go to is uh, the, the guru himself. Uh, Chris Hughes joining us uh, here, co-host of the Talkin' Preps podcast, writes for the Charlotte News and Observer as a columnist covering preps. Great to have him on with us. What's going on, Chris? Well, Patrick, I appreciate that outstanding uh, uh, welcoming of me here to your show. Uh, it's always great to be on the airwaves here in Eastern North Carolina with all my friends and, and everybody that's followed me over the years. And to be on here with you, it, it just makes my day. So we've got Rose in Jacksonville tonight. And it's really interesting. Rose 
beat this crowd, but it was a wonky, kind of weird Tuesday night game because there were some issues the week they were supposed to play in the Jacksonville program with COVID. At that point, Jacksonville had been rolling, and then that game was pushed back. And I, I just I don't think the Cardinals ever really got out on offense of the starters' uh, blocks. Uh, Rose has just continued to get better as the year's gone on. They they got hammered by Newburn, and I thought, okay, well, maybe this is – this is uh, where it all kind of comes off the rails, but they have regrouped. And here we are, Chris, I think two of the hotter teams in 3A football, just football, period, in the state, but certainly two of the hottest teams in 3A football, and look where they are. Yeah, absolutely, Patrick. And and I do think that this is going to be a very compelling game. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. I think the fans are going to be ones that, that really walk away the true winners, although one team will hoist the trophy and, and punch their ticket um, to the championship game. Uh, but, you know, if you go back to my preseason rankings, uh, all the way back in early August, uh, the Rose uh, program was the number one team in the 3A because I thought that much of them and what they brought to the table. And Jacksonville wasn't very far down the list either. Uh, so, I mean, these are two teams that I've been uh, held in high regard all season long. And, and they both have taken some some really abrupt twists and turns through the season. They're not two teams that just kind of cruised uh, through the season as top ranked teams, they've both kind of, you know, been on a little bit of a roller coaster ride at times, as you mentioned. Uh, but I think that the seasoning and just everything you see about them is going to make for a terrific game tonight. And I, I'm really, you know, I know it was a 28 21 ball game a few months ago, but I just think this is going to be, you know, one of those Donnie Brook kind of games where you just got both teams on both sides and they're just going to be ready for a brawl. And it's just going to kind of come down to the, to the end, and you know who who knows. I mean, I, I think a game like this you might have some some common players that maybe we don't know about that maybe make some uncommon plays down the stretch that maybe win this. I mean, I know that Jacksonville's had their freshman Damon June really come on big of late. Uh, he's rushed for about a thousand yards here in the last half of the season, and he's only a freshman. And you know, Jacksonville quarterback Josh Benton is probably one of the most shifty and kind of crafty kind of quarterbacks got about a thousand rushing and a thousand passing so you know coach bo williams and that team they bring a lot to the table but i, I do like this rose team as, as you know and everybody here in greenville knows uh you know they've got a lot of great coaches a lot of great offensive players uh they just really seem to to be doing doing good at the right time and and i don't know i think will taylor at quarterback i think he's getting really hot so i kind of i would like him being on my team if i was coaching <laughs> this game tonight yeah uh and you've got uh 10 and 4 rows uh started the year 0 and 3 <clears throat> uh and then uh you've got of course jacksonville at 11 and 2 one of their only losses coming against this uh rose team and then kind of a baffling loss against uh Against Conley, so they don't Conley. want. Yeah, yep. they don't want to go over Pitt County in a sense and uh, have their season wind up uh, coming to an end. And look, give uh, Jacksonville credit; they're they're battle tested coming in. They've won three in a row on the road. A very tough Hunt team beat them in Wilson, and then won in Lee County in overtime on the nineteenth of November. And and Chris, you know this: nobody wins in Lee County in the postseason if, as a visitor. I mean, I've seen – I've called a couple games here. As, I mean, great teams, championship-level teams have gone into Lee County in the postseason and get beat. And then last week they win in Mebane against Eastern Alamance, also in overtime on the road. So yeah. 
as they say, they ain't scared going into JHR tonight. Absolutely not. And and you mentioned that Lee County. And then last week, uh, the Evertime victory over Eastern Alamance. And Eastern Alamance, how many times has a John Kirby Eastern Alamance team come into Eastern North Carolina and ended the the hopes and dreams of a lot of Eastern teams? You know, they've been to several state championships this uh, century. Um, so, you know, those were very solid, very proven victories for the Cardinals. And, and you're right. They're not going to be scared coming in tonight. Uh, I think it's going to make for a tremendous ball game. You know, uh, Bo Williams, he's got history and connections to Rose with his dad, Chip Williams, the Jacksonville coach. Will Bland, I think, has been a real uh, boost of energy for this Rose program uh, and has done a really good job. The kids play hard for him. But here's the matchup I think is key tonight, coaching. The, the coordinators. Caleb King is a state champion coach, calls the plays for Rose. Steve Brooks had, was one of the best coaches with one of the worst jobs in the state, and now he's calling plays for Jacksonville. And it's not coincidence that they're able to, to do what they do offensively at times with him calling the plays. That's an interesting matchup between those two. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, these are two superstar head coaching caliber guys. Obviously, Caleb King has led have lots of state championship games, so we know what his coaching acumen looks like. And, and the same could be said for uh, Steve Brooks, who, yeah, you're right. I mean, he was a much better coach than than what his team at ACOC uh, allowed him to show. So, I mean, he he's doing a, a bang-up job for um, Coach Williams and that staff down there. Michael Allen, uh, and he's committed to state. Here's the thing that impresses me about him. Obviously, he's rushed for 1,000 yards, and, and they've had a little more depth in the backfield. Uh, which I think, I might say it's tamped down his numbers, but, I mean, that's allowed him to maybe not have as much wear and tear at this point in the year. But Allen also has caught 36 balls, which is second on their team. He's multifaceted, and, boy, Jacksonville's defensive coaches have probably had a little bit of a nightmare in their hands just game planning for him in this Rose offense. Yes, you're right, and and, and you're 100% correct that Allen, you know, he does not have those numbers. Uh, that you kind of would have expected from a top-tier caliber running back coming into the season. But I think that that's one of the reasons why Rose is so good because they don't have to rely on him. You know, they don't have to to hang their hat on him. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, a defensive line shuts him down and they're out of the game. You know, I think the fact that, you know, Taylor's able to spread the ball around and, and has a bevy of receivers and, of course, Allen out of the backfield catching as well, I think that that's what makes this Rose team really dangerous. We've got uh, Chris Hughes, at Guru Chris Hughes, uh, Charlotte Observer, News and Observer, started CarolinaPreps.com. He's got his hands at everything on the prep scene in North Carolina. Uh, regional football finals tonight in the East and the West. Winners go on to play next week in uh, either Chapel Hill or in uh, Raleigh at NC State. So the Pender football team is a win away from the state championship. They would go for the second time in school history. But I, I think it goes like this, doesn't it? Death, taxes, Tarboro in the regional final. Isn't that how that goes? <laughs> you know, something like that. Uh, but I really, really, really like this tender team. Um, I, I may be in the minority of people giving them a chance uh, against Tarboro. As good as Coach Jeff Craddock's programs are, and you're right, I mean, going for, I think, their eighth state championship and like four in the last five or six years um and you're right I mean, that tarboro team you know the buck kind of stops with them and if you want to hoist a trophy you're going to have to go through them to get it think about this in the 1a chris 
So since 08, if Tarboro wins tonight, I think it's either the 10th or 11th time that they'll be going to the state championship game. Mm-hmm. That's unreal. Yeah. That's unreal. Yeah. 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 I, no, it's incredible. It, it's a phenomenal run. And, and again, I think all the credit has to be given to Coach Jeff Craddock because Tarboro had a couple championships before he got there, but they were right. very inconsistent here and there. And since he has um, taken the reins of that program, I mean, they're there every year. Seemingly, they're twelve and one. Are the Vikings of Tarboro? They lost to Rocky Mount their first game of the year, which I think was not that he was planning on losing, but that game was scheduled for a reason by by mm-hmm. Coach Craddock. And since then, they've reeled off twelve wins in a row, and they're outscoring. They are outscoring opponents by thirty-five a game. Think about that for a minute. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, you know, that's a very uncharacteristic 12 to nothing loss to Rocky Mountain. But, you know, they've really found their sprinter stride going down the stretch. They're averaging 41 game points a game here in the last 12 weeks. Um, you know, they've got their workhorse there in the backfield, Tobias Joyner, who he only has 1,166 yards and 16 touchdowns. That's a lot of one sixes, by the way. Uh, but, he, they, they've got that Tarboro T formation back there. He's got about four or five running backs that are carrying the mail that could go any different times. I mean, it's hard to stop them. And the thing is, is you know, Coach Tom Eames at, at Tinder and anybody else that lines up against Tarboro, they know what they're going to run. I mean, it's very easy to predict what the Tarboro offense is going to do, but stopping it is the problem. Uh, we got Chris Hughes on the line with us uh, here. Um, we got Rose football tonight on 94-3, the game also, and uh, that'll be the 3A Eastern Regional Final at home against Jacksonville. Uh, so that'll be a heck of a game tonight. Uh, Princeton readying for their first regional final uh, since 1979. It's, this is in the 2A classification. Here's what's interesting to me. It, almost, it took Princeton moving up to finally kind of get here. Uh, they run this unorthodox offense, and uh, they got Wallace Rose Hill coming in. And Wallace Rose Hill plays a lot of teams kind of generally in our listening area for here for 94-3, the game. Let me tell you this about Wallace Rose Hill. There's pedigree there. They've done this in their program history a gazillion times. I mean, there's just, you can't – that, to me, might be the best game of the night. It's the hardest game for me to predict as well, uh, trying to come out, uh, figure out an outcome uh, going in. Uh, and, you know, just to – Seeing the praises of Coach Travis Gaster and that Pender, I mean, that uh, Princeton program, you know, they've run over, they've run around, they've run through some of the best teams in the East. You know, they played a very aggressive schedule. You look, they played East Duplin, you know, they beat St. Paul's. You know, they've played a who's who of teams, so they have not yeah. backed down from anybody. Right. And Jaden Brooks, you know, he was on our short list for Mr. Football a few weeks ago, and he has been injured of late. And then they had um, Christian Paris come in and put up 247 yards last week. And kind of carried him on, carried the team on their back against St. Paul's. So this Princeton team is really good. But Wallace Rose Hill has Kanye Roberts, who's got about three thousand yards rushing. He leads the state with forty-eight touchdowns. But oh, by the way, Coach Kevin Montinger has three other guys in his backfield <laughs> that have a thousand yards as well. And Antoine Montgomery and Kamon Ferrier. So that is going to be a hard, hard game. For, for both these teams. I mean, yeah. they both kind of run a unique offense that you got to put a lot of preparation into. Uh, but star power, I mean, good golly, with Wallace Rose Hill, they've got some tremendous 
athletes back there. Um, I, I think this is just going to be a last man standing kind of game. Maybe who scores last? I'm not sure. And then keep an eye on this. You know, uh, they have a brand new turf field at Princeton. I mean, it's been around for a few months, but I mean, it's virtually brand new. They've played a couple seasons on it. If you have speed, because it's in great shape, uh, you can. I mean, that, that's one thing that Princeton's able to exploit at home. But you'll be able to. That's just going to be a cool environment. If you're not, if you don't have a dog in any of the fights tonight, pardon the pun, uh, that would be the one to go to, in my opinion. If you're in the East, because that it's going to be a great community environment. Two kind of tradition-rich programs that the communities rally behind. That's just going to be really fun. Uh, let's let's get your picks, Chris Hughes. Uh, CarolinaPreps.com, but uh, with the Observer and uh, News and Observer, uh, and they're talking preps podcast at Guru Chris Hughes on Twitter. Um, we'll start in the one A's. Tarboro Pender, and you said you you feel like Pender maybe. I'm I'm going to eat these words most likely, but I feel so confident about this Pender program. Uh, Coach Tom Means has been around forever. He runs that unique Cam Bowen offense. Uh, you know. Antonio B, uh, Kelvin Robinson, Jaden Lee, that offensive trio by themselves has counted for 4,000 yards, 44 touchdowns on the season. Uh, I'm going to shock the state and say Pender's going to find a way to win it. Wow. Okay. And then who will they play? Who will Pender play next week, real quick? You know, that, that's the tough one, but I think I want to go with um, Robbinsville. Okay, Robbinsville. Yeah, over Mitchell. All right, let's look at the 2A bracket here. Uh, we were just talking about this game. And that is Princeton and Wallace Rose Hill is the 10 seed. Uh, get the winner of Shelby East Surrey. First of all, who wins Shelby East Surrey? That's a toss up. It's the two best junior quarterbacks in the state going head to head. But I'm going to lean ever so slightly to East Surrey. Tonight. Okay. But I may be wrong too. All right. So you got a road team winning there. How about Wallace Rose Hill, Princeton? The Bulldogs. Um, we'll, we'll, go, we'll, we'll go with the Wallace Rose Hill Bulldogs. I think I think Wallace might have just a little bit more firepower, uh, but it's going to be a good game. Both teams are Bulldog mascots, that's why. All right, I'm going to get the 3A from you in a second. Let's just go to the 4A. No real, quote-unquote, local teams here, although I, I do think uh, Roseville Cardinal Gibbons is going to be a heck of a game tonight. And do not be surprised if Roseville, who's got a, a quarterback that's going to the uh, AAC and South Florida wins this game at Cardinal Gibbons and gets back to the title game? I definitely have Rollsville winning, uh, but it could be a tight game. Uh, Gibbons is no slouch as well. They've also played a tough schedule. Uh, but I see Rollsville most likely taking on Chambers. That's where I'll be here in a little bit. I'll take in the Chambers-Huff game. Uh, Huff won that game 16-10 to 10 back in September. I think Chambers will go to their third straight state championship game. Uh, and, and I could maybe even see Roseville winning the whole thing. Okay. Gotcha. All right, uh, in the 3A, let's start out west. Uh, and uh, South Point, talk about tradition. Dudley, talk about tradition. Uh, you know, it's funny. We see, keep seeing these names come back and back. Don't, there's a reason. But uh, South Point and Dudley in the west, who do you like? Well, South Point's rushed for about 4,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. They run a unique offense. But Dudley may be the most complete team in the entire state that I've seen. Uh, they've passed for 2,500. They've rushed for 5,000. They've scored 53 rushing touchdowns, giving up only six points a game. I think Dudley is going to cruise in this one. Rose, with the exception of uh, their game at 71st, 
has scored at least 34 points in every playoff game that they've played. Uh, they will have the game here for you, 7.30 tonight on 94.3 The Game. J.H. Rose, Jacksonville, the rematch. Jacksonville's been living on the edge but winning on the road to get to this point. Uh, who do you like? I think the cardiac Cardinals are probably going to find their, their match tonight. And I just think that Rose is probably going to find a way to win it. It could even be an overtime game. Uh, but I, I think playing at home, uh, I think having all this momentum in their side, I, I, I'm just going to lean just a little bit slightly on the Rose side. Uh, but I think it's going to be an epic ball game. Hey, Chris, I always enjoy talking to you. You're the very best and a great friend and a great uh, patriot and just uh, a guy that uh, has your heart in the right place when it comes to, to high school athletics in this state, and I can't say that about everybody that's in your position. So uh, I, I commend you, and uh, we'll talk again very, very soon, I'm sure. Well, always a pleasure to be on the show here in Greenville. Appreciate talking to you, and you know I'm here anytime you need me. There he goes. Uh, great to have Chris Hughes uh, on with us uh, here, carolinapreps.com. But you could also check him out, uh, Charlotte Observer and uh, News Observer. Does a fabulous job with their uh, preps coverage. And uh, that game tonight, Rose and Jacksonville, you'll hear it in a little more than an hour and a half from now at uh, 7.30, right here on 94.3 The Game. And uh, we'll uh, aspire to keep you updated on social media if you are away uh, from your uh, radio or from your favorite streaming device. Uh, you can always stream us on uh, Amazon or uh, Google or whatever. Uh, ECU basketball tomorrow. Uh, take it on Gardner-Webb. Uh, I was just looking through some Gardner-Webb stuff a little bit ago. I mean, this is a solid team. Tim Kraft, who used to coach uh, East Carolina as an assistant with uh, the uh, one and only um, – Jeff Lebo, um, you know, that's, uh, this guy's done a fine job and, and look, they don't have a lot of, they have a lot of resource there. Uh, they have to play some games for some paychecks, uh, to not only keep their program afloat, but also keep things afloat for, uh, their entire athletics department. And, uh, they do a fine job. Uh, this is going to be a tough little, they got a couple guards that can score it, big guy that can block some shots and, Leads the nation in field goal percentage, as Joe uh, Dooley mentioned. So uh, it's going to be tough, tough tomorrow. It's going to be a tough, tough out. Uh, thanks to the ref, Philip Pilkington. Uh, ref, great job this week. Appreciate it. Great job. It will be nice to have and Ben back next week, though. We all missed Ben. No, no, no. I, I'm not saying we don't, but it, it, you did a really – I mean, I'm not, I'm not just saying that either. It's not that – Chuck Chuckleson radio thing. I mean, you you did a really good job this week. Uh, and uh, thanks to Chris Hughes for being on with us. We will be back uh, Monday with uh, it's a Zoki Monday. Zoke will be with us. Uh, Pirate basketball tomorrow here at beginning at 2.30. See you, Gardner-Webb, 94.3, the game, 107.9 WNCT. Check me out on ESPN+. Plus. Cy Seymour, or just come on out to the stadium. Let's get a little energy in the building. Uh, We'll see you Monday. Have a great and safe weekend, everybody.
Are you from California, Illinois, New York, Georgia, or any of the other 39 states that charge state income tax? Does your state claim you owe them any amount of back taxes? Or have you not filed in years? Is your heart pounding because you know they're wrong or you just don't? 